we play a very supporting role. At my level, you're producing slide content, running the numbers in the back. You don't really talk to clients. Someone's starting their own business, they're not going to be aware of how to navigate that process. And so we basically help them. Hey guys, welcome back to season two of the Outliers podcast. I'm Arya, your host, and you're watching part one of Sean's episode. Now, because this is Sean's first episode, I think it's fair that we do a little bit of an introduction. He went to U of T, Rotman, and then after two years, he transferred over to Ivy for reasons which he'll explain in later episodes. Currently, he's an investment banker at Lazard, which is a global investment bank. Just so you folks know, this is probably one of the highest paid professions in the world. It's a really high in demand job, but Sean talks about the misconceptions and pros and the cons of it and what it's really like to be an investment banker. Anyway, here's some things that we cover in today's episode. What is investment banking? And Sean simplifies this so that it's easy for teenagers and people who are not in finance to understand. What does Sean's job actually look like? How does his job change as he's promoted through the ranks? And then we go on a side tangent on sales abilities and why it's a really valuable skill to have. I guarantee that if you guys fast forward to any one of these timestamps in the description, you'll learn something new. We condense these so that they're really short but really impactful and informational. Thank you so much Sean for doing this and for supporting us. I know your information is going to bring a lot of value to just a couple of high school students. That's all for me. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. First question, why did you enter business in the first place? Like go back to high school and what was your mindset? Well, one of the reasons I really want to do this is because I feel that especially among a like people in vancouver and b among kids of parents that just like immigrated over from like asia or whatever like business in general is a sort of a career stream that isn't that widely known like for the most part like the holy trinity of like asian careers is like doctor lawyer engineer um like really like you don't really like know anything about business like if i asked my parents back then about business like they didn't know anything except for maybe accounting so honestly like when i chose business it was purely just a mix of pure luck as well as just kind of process of elimination. I think uh, both my parents, actually, both of them didn't study business whatsoever. My, my father studied marine biology and my mom studied uh, like English and Spanish. They both went into, mm -hmm. they both went into business. Right. So yeah, like that's what you see a lot as well, like with business, like a lot of people study something different and just kind of end up there. I did get a lot of questions from my friends. They were like, what do you even learn in business school? And <laughs> I genuinely, like, at that point in time, like, I had no idea how to respond to that question. Like, I literally signed up for that major not knowing what I was going to learn. So, um, nice. happy that it turned out well, but <laughs> at the time, I knew, like, literally nothing. Yeah, um, our audience is completely new. They have no idea what yeah. the financial terms are and stuff. So, uh, can you describe your own definition of investment banking, um, simply put? Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, I, I don't worry. I've had to explain this to my parents, so I'm really familiar with how to make it simple. But um, the most basic way of thinking about it is, like, as just regular, every day-to-day, -day, like, humans, we need banks to kind of help us with not just, like, holding our money. We also need them to do stuff like if we want to apply for a mortgage, if we want to like buy a house, if we maybe want to like, manage your money and kind of grow that way, right? Mm -hmm. So in the same way that as everyday you know, people need banks for those kind of things. Like big companies also need banks for a different set of services, right? Generally speaking, like what investment banking does, we sort of provide those sort of uh, finance, like related services for companies. So that falls into a number of categories. Maybe like, you know, with a stock market, like a lot of companies will have their stocks on the stock market, right? But they need a way to get there. So a lot of banks will help kind of with that whole process, whether it be kind of getting the money to do that, uh, sort of like what price, all that kind of stuff. 
if a company needs to borrow like a really big loan, obviously for us, like with a mortgage, it'd be maybe like a couple hundred thousand bucks, but with a company, it'd be like to the order of several million, right? So you can imagine that because of the size difference, it's a lot more complicated process than just like you going to get a mortgage. And then sort of the last main category of stuff that investment banks offer, which is what uh, the bank that I work at, what we mainly do is like, you often see in the news when like big companies like buy each other, like, oh, Amazon just yeah. like bought like Whole Foods, for example. That's like a really complicated process, right? Like it's not just quite as simple as like calling up Whole Foods and being like, hey, let's just put our companies together, right? There's a ton of like laws that you have to be careful of. Like, oh, like if, you know, is the government gonna maybe veto this deal because of, you know, X, Y, Z reason? Um, how do we get the money to buy Whole Foods when it's like, you know, several hundred million dollars or whatever? Like someone starting their own business, like they're not gonna be aware of how to, how to navigate that process. And so we basically help them do that. So that's kind of like the three main areas that most of investment banking does. And then there's also like general advice that we give in terms of like areas that a company needs to navigate as they're growing, whether it be like dealing with like investors, kind of things to watch out there. That's kind of generally speaking, what investment banking is. I see. Yeah. Um, and so is it kind of like if, if a company needs advice, you're like the go-to people. Yeah. So for us, we take a commission basically kind of like how a real estate agent will take a commission on like the house that they sell. Once we get mandated on this deal, then let's say the company is bought for like a billion dollars, then we'll maybe take like, I don't know, 2% or like zero points, some percentage of that, right. As our commission. But we also do a lot of sort of relationship building stuff to get to that stage. Right. Cause you know, it's not quite as simple as just like, Hey, they'll just ring us up. You know, like a lot of times you have to kind of be really active to build that relationship with these CEOs and CFOs so that, you know, when maybe down the road, they decide, Hey, I want to buy this company. They decide to come to you as opposed to like the other 10 options out there. So we do a lot of other stuff. So we might even like help companies like, Hey, you know, you have a presentation to investors, like in a couple of days will help you kind of make your presentation better, you know, make sure you touch on the key points so that these investors see that you're kind of taking the right step forward in terms of like the environment. Those kind of things don't necessarily bring in like huge revenues, but it's all part of the relationship building exercise that we do as well. Cool. Okay. That was great. That was great. Awesome. This is also a really interesting question. Uh, so what is it that you're actually doing at your job right now? Cause there's different levels that each job has and uh yeah you could really just think about as like there's a couple of like senior bankers at the top of the firm called managing directors and they basically do most of the talking with the ceos and kind of brainstorming the, the ideas and sort of kind of giving them suggestions on what they could do and then everyone sort of below that provides support to them so my main job as like an analyst at the very bottom is sort of um producing kind of like the PowerPoints as well as the kind of the modeling. So modeling in Excel basically means that like if company A buys company B, the CEO of company A wants to know like, all right, like what's this going to do to like my income, right? Like how's this going to impact my company sales? What's the kind of financial result of that? So we need to kind of provide those sort of numbers when we go present to them saying, Hey, look, if you combine with this company, this is a good idea. My job is basically to do all that analysis in Excel, uh, put that onto slides and PowerPoint, and then the the senior banker at our firm can then go to the client and he would go present in the board meeting, be like, Hey, as you can see on like page 12 or whatever, uh, this is what happens when your company buys that company. We play a very supporting role. Does that, uh, kind of get monotonous at times? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so I think I'm very fortunate in the sense that I work in a role that's called a generalist role. And so a lot of banks, for example, like the Canadian banks, like BMO or RPC or whatever, they'll have 
kind of set teams. So they might have a team for me to cover, you know, all the technology companies. And then, you know, anytime that, you know, BMO wants to talk to like a technology company about like investment banking stuff, uh, that technology team will be the one kind of in charge because they know, you know, the different nuances of technology industry, kind of what they need to do, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then likewise, BMO will have one for like real estate, um, like financial institutions, uh, consumer retail, all different categories. For us, because we are a, um, we're, we're a global bank and we have like a small Canadian office, like Canada's not our main focus area. So we have a much leaner team in Canada. Uh, I actually get to play a generalist role in the sense that like, I kind of get to work on all different industries. So uh, for me, it hasn't reached that point. Hopefully it doesn't reach that point anytime soon, but it's been like very interesting uh, because I've been able to, you know, no two companies that I've looked at so far are quite the same. Uh, it's covered like a really broad range of like, stuff in technology or stuff in like, you know, retail, mining, uh, power utilities. So it's, it's been quite kind of interesting kind of looking at all these different companies because prior to kind of starting this job, I didn't really know anything about how any of these companies work. I didn't even know that some of these businesses existed. I think it's been pretty interesting so far. Okay. Uh, let's go on to our next one. So how does your job change as you climb the ranks and, and get promoted? So like I said, there's different levels and with each level comes different responsibilities. Yeah. So I would say that like at the junior level, at my current level, your job is more of like an, like an analytical job. Like you're mainly just kind of producing slide content. You're, uh, running the numbers in the back and you're like, it's, you don't really sort of talk to clients, right? Like you're on calls. Like I often like will be on the call, but I'll use just be like taking notes. But as you go up in seniority, it becomes less important, like how good you are with like technical skills and it's much more important, like your ex, your uh, interpersonal skills and your ability to sell because that's what you're doing at the end of the day right you're talking to people you're trying to sell them on an idea you're trying to sell them on the fact that uh you're you know the best bank to provide this service it's much more kind of like as you go up the ranks like the, the sort of brainstorming kind of knowing your industry and kind of being able to come up with those ideas becomes a lot more important at my level like i would argue that i don't really need to do too much thinking like i just sort of get told what sort of work I need to do. And I just kind of put it into Excel or PowerPoint. But for those guys, like there's no one really telling you like, Hey, go do this. Right. Like they come with ideas like, Hey, we should maybe go talk to this company about, uh, doing X, Y, and Z, because based on my experience, this is what would be good for them. Something that you kind of learn as you spend time in the industry, seeing all the different transactions that you've worked on, these kind of build experience for yourself. You kind of learn from them and realize, okay, this is what works uh, for these companies. And hopefully by the time you get to that senior level, you can have your own ideas. Cool. Yeah. I was, I was imagining like, uh, high ticket closers, like people like Dan Lok. Yeah. Jacob showed me that <laughs> familiar with Dan Lok. Yeah. But I, I, I just think that's really cool. Uh, actually there's one interview question. Um, Jacob said like prepare for this, like just in case he was, uh, it was, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? And I said, can I say sales? He goes, well, it depends who you're talking to because some people will take offense to that. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have, I wish I could have a sales ability. That'd be cool. Honestly, I wish that this is something that's something I had as well. Like I always struggled with, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I, Jacob was in it as well. You know, Isaac, it's yeah. like the exchange. Yeah. So I had a very brief stint in Isaac when I was in university. It's essentially like selling the exchange, like product to like students, right. Yeah. And being like, Hey, give up your summer to go travel. <laughs> I was terrible in that role. For me, sales is something that I've always struggled with. Let me know how that goes though, because uh, I myself need to improve. <laughs>
Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us at Outliers Career Podcast on Instagram if you want to see more updates about who we're going to interview next. See you guys in the next episode.